Dear friends, Jai Guru, and welcome to another episode of the Chela de Chela podcast, featuring interviews and conversations with disciples of our sweet Gurudev, Paramahansa Yogananda Ji. The Chela de Chela podcast is brought to you by Soul Calls Infinity, a nonprofit, devotee run organization dedicated to inspiring an ever deeper, sweeter, devotional communion with the Divine. And to that end, each podcast also features one of the Soul Calls music meditations. I'm your host, Brenda Roberts, and in Season 2, along with uniquely inspiring stories of how I found Master, we will be hearing a number of different approaches to applying the teachings in daily life, and we'll see how Guruji guides each according to their temperament, lessons to be learned, and services to be shared. And speaking of services to be shared, devotees in all walks of life are doing a lot of good in the world. And as we get to know a little bit more about some of them through the Chela to Chela podcast, it gives us an opportunity to support them with our prayers our goodwill, and perhaps even with our resources and business connections. Joining together to help make the world a better place by our prayers for all of creation, by support for our fellow disciples, and through our individual Kriya Yoga practice. At the end of the podcast, I'll tell you how you can get to the free private access pages to connect further with our guests. Before we enter this next episode, let us listen to this quote of Guruji. Master said in the autobiography, Hundreds of thousands, not dozens merely, of Kriya Yogis are needed to bring into manifestation the world of peace and plenty that awaits men when they have made the proper effort to re-establish their status as sons of the Divine Father. So, dear ones, let us walk a little closer together now, ever affirming it's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. What love, what joy. 
And now we have with us Christine Garcia. Hello, Christine. It's been a few years, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think your grandson was so little. And, and how old is he now? He's 22. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. I think he was like five or six when you guys yes. came down for a retreat. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Okay. Well, you have a lot of story to tell. So let's, let's start. But let's start with saying that you're um, in Encinitas, uh, by the grace of God, and you're going to tell us that story. But where were you before that, Christine? I was living at my dad's house, and he, I helped him for several years because he had his leg off, and he was 94. So we got through all of that, and then all of a sudden, the house was mine when he passed away, and I still had Cody living with me. Now, where was this again? What, what, where were you going to services? This is in Manhattan Beach, and I attended Lake Shrine at that time. At Lake Shrine, okay. So there are many devotees around the world that said, oh, she goes to Lake Shrine. <laughs> and 30 now, years. <laughs> 30 years, whoa. Yeah. And yeah. now it's, oh, she's going to Encinitas. Oh, so blessed to be you here. You are counting your blessings, right? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell us. We've, we've got two things to hear, very important things here. One is how you found Guruji, and the other is how you ended up in Encinitas. Okay. All right. So how I found Guruji was, uh, I was, ooh, many years ago, I was a young, new teacher, and a friend that I used to drive to work with, Arthur, uh, was a devotee, and I had not met didn't know anything about it. And he gave me the autobiography. So unlike other people who read it and joined and couldn't, I put it in the back of my car for five years. Oh I, I was a home therapist driving all along. So he was with me back there, just waiting patiently. <laughs> and it wasn't until I had, you know, I just burned a lot of karma and stuff. My car literally burned in the driveway. And I finally committed to reading the whole autobiography, cover to cover, again, Kriyas. Um, so I'm a little bit different. I'm not like one of those devotees who saw his eyes and went right to it. So, uh, uh huh. <laughs> but I was I attended uh, Lake Shrine from the very beginning, whether I read the, the autobiography or not. I knew that was my home, and I was blessed with a lot of good meditations with. No, no, thanks to me. <laughs> Jaguru just blessed me and was, you know, he was pulling me in. <laughs> um, the proverbial carrot, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> so that's basically what started it. And, you know, before that, when I was married, I went there for a photograph for me and my cat and my husband at the time. And the, the, the photographer had us meet him at Lake Shrine. And I thought, oh, this is a beautiful place. I'm holding my cat, you know, climbing up on the side of the thing for a picture. I had no idea where I was. And so right before we were going to leave, my cat jumped out of my arms. And I said, I can't leave, you know, I have to wait. So, but the photographer had to be taken home. So my husband went and I was there looking for my cat. And there comes the brother 
who I had no idea who he was. He has white hair. Um, I can't remember his name, but he, he's no longer with us in his body. But he asked me, what's, what's wrong? You look really upset. And I said, I lost my cat. And I explained to him, and he goes, well, you know, sometimes things always happen for a purpose. You know, you would have left before your cat jumped out of your arms. You could have gotten an accident. So right after he left, there was my cat walking down the, the, the hillside, and I grabbed him. thought, well, that was interesting. <laughs> when you look back on that now, what does it tell you? What do you, what do you feel about that? Uh, Guru was always with me, always there. Or you really recognize him in this yeah, lifetime. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was always a sign, like my favorite candy bar was a you know, and I found out at girls camp that that was his favorite candy bar, you know. <laughs> so it's just a lot of things to my life. I thought, oh. You and I were connected. Always have and always will be. Okay. Yeah. Okay, dearest. Uh, continue with your story. Okay. Well, that's how I started, and then um, and lots of lots of lots of guru stories to be told in my life. Um, but the most recent one uh, is the one where how I ended up in this beautiful. You can see Guru's picture back there in all the windows. This is a mobile home, but everybody walks in and goes, this is not a mobile home. It's beautiful. And I said, well, yeah, this is a gift from Guru. And so what happened, I was in my dad's house for 68. I wasn't there for 68 years, but that's how long we owned it because I got married and moved and came back to take care of my dad and everybody left. And I was trying to make myself be able to retire. But I, everything I, my big ego, was trying to do fell down. I lost thousands and thousands of dollars trying to convert the garage into a place for me to live to rent the front because I had no money to retire on, um, being a single mom, whatever. And um, so I came to, and just lots of stories of me surrendering, giving up my daughter, surrendering everybody and everything except for my retirement. I didn't, I was trying to do that myself. <laughs> so I went to a um, workshop at, in Encinitas and uh, after we all meditated together, I just stayed there and was just focused on the guru and having a nice long talk with him saying, you know, I give up. I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this. I'm trying not to be sad, but I'm trying all the time in my dad's house. Too many memories there. And I said, you, you, you do it. You just tell me what to do. So I stepped out the door, got my lunch, and was looking for a place to sit. And I kept walking past this place where there was a seat, but it was facing the sun. I thought, oh, the sun will be out. It's going through all these reasons not to sit there. And the lady who was sitting there, um, Donna, I think is her name. can't remember her name, but bless her. She looked up at me with her strong British accent and said, young lady, you need to sit right here. I said, okay. So I sat next to her and it was just a table full of Encinitas devotees. I didn't know anybody, you know, and I was going to go sit with my Lake Shrine people. And they, so I told them, you know, this is kind of funny. I feel like walking by this table was like Guruji walking by the, the alleyway, you know, where his guru was pulling him. 
and I just couldn't step away and they were laughing and they go, well, well, what were you, what, what, what do you want to do? And I said, well, gee, I'd love to live in Encinitas. And she goes, that's it. And she gave me a realtor and she put her email and put my email on that realtor to make sure we connected. And uh, Judy connected to me and she says, okay, I heard you wanting to live in Encinitas. So I'm going to start sending you pictures. So that went on for six months. And Christmas time came, and I'm still working, you know, 67, still working. And uh, so Christmas came, and I said, you know, I'm going to take a week off duty, and I'm going to come and start looking in Encinitas. We'll just start looking at some places. So we came, and she drove me all over Encinitas. We saw all kinds. And the very last place at 5 o'clock, and it was getting dark at that time, she drove up to here. And we had seen some 55 and older places, and with ladies up their walker and nothing wrong with that but I didn't want to live there you know you're <laughs> so up at the park in Sinitas and it says 55 and older I said Judy she goes Chris just just look at this place and show way up on top of the hill and I looked at the place and I just got that you know wow it didn't look like any of the other places around here it was brand new nobody had lived here before it was it was uh just built and I stepped out on the on the uh, place, the patio there, and looked at the view, and it overlooked all of Encinitas. And she said she was inside, looking at me, looking out, and she knew. And she looked. She thought of Guru, and she said, "Guruji, you finally sent me the right devotee." Because apparently, a lot of devotees and people had come to look, and nobody was interested in this beautiful place. So she got, said, "That's it." So I said, "No." I've made too many mistakes. I'm going to wait, sleep on it. Well, I couldn't sleep that night. <laughs> and I just said, okay, what do I have to do to make sure I get that place? And she says, well, you need $5,000. And I had no money. That's why I was still working. And so she goes, don't, now nobody tell anybody this. <laughs> but I will loan you the $5,000 if you can't find it, because I think that Gucci really wants to be there. Oh my goodness, we have to know who this realtor oh, is. I can't tell you, because he's promised me, I promised her I wouldn't tell anybody. All right. Because nobody says that to their <laughs> clients. And, um, but she is a realtor here in Encinitas and a deputy. Um, and so, but I thought, well, you know, I can't borrow that money from her. I have to have five. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I started a uh, IRA last year. So I checked on that IRA, and guess how much money I had in there? Tell me. $1,000. It's the exact right amount, and they weren't deducting anything. So I, we got it. I put the money down, and she says, the next thing we have to worry about is it has to be on a contingency of you selling your dad's house. What happens to be that the person who was selling this place knew about Manhattan Beach, and had a friend who wanted a house there and said, you know, she will be the only person that I will take a contingency on because I know she's going to sell that house in two weeks. So Judy was like floored because she had no idea what the market was like in Manhattan Beach. So I put my, I worked hard and got my dad's house looking. So it, it was like the million dollar houses that are all over there and not my dad's 69 year old house. So we put it up in the first time it was on sale, we had four bids and um, they were all, a couple of them were $10,000 over what I was asking. And so she was right. And then one of them, because before I left the house, I said, gee, it'd be nice. Somebody walked in here and 
wanted to keep my dad's house just like it is. And I thought, oh, baloney. Everybody knocks down the houses and builds their, their estates there. And the first person who stepped in the door said, I love this place. I want it just like it is. And she was, it was a couple with a, a child, and she's the one I sold the house to. And when I was going to move into this place, the person who built it said to me, you know, you have to know the story about that place. She says, I built that place, and it's so special, and it has so many windows and environmentally, because I built it for my friend. And right before, right when it was done, she decided to go live in Oregon, and it didn't go through. And nobody else wanted to buy that house until you came along. <laughs> and then when you came along, we had all kinds of people coming that wanted that <laughs> And she says, but it's done good for me because I send them to other places and everybody was happy. Wow. Yeah. That is a, a mega story with yeah. so many moving parts and obviously cosmically or ordained and coordinated just for you because you really have done a lot of service to your family throughout the years. I, I know that you have. Um, and so, you know. Fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, really fantastic. Is. I love telling that story. Yes, <laughs> you know it, it. It's such a good story. I hate to go to where I want to go, but I, I think that you have something more to share with the devotees, Christine, okay. uh, because you've worked so hard and you've been such a service to your family. Could you tell us? Could you talk a little bit about how Guruji? helped you and not not in the outward way perhaps but in the inner way how you would go to Guruji when you had challenges or or how you know what methodology do you use for practicing your presence something of that nature if you could yeah, a lot of people say this when they hang out with me that you're always humming what are you humming and I always have some some chant in my head all the time for a while it was, oh God, beautiful, and then it switched to listen, listen. The most recent chant that's always in my mind behind everything is God is reigning in my heart. Yes. In my heart, in my heart. So I'm, I'm always feeling connected with my guru in that way. And when I really need him, I just sit down in front of his picture and we have a talk. And a heart-to-heart -heart talk. And it helps for me to chant. Chanting is, is really my way to connect. And I do play the harmonium. And that's how I get there and, uh, and let him know what's in my heart and what I need. And I have had times in my life, you know, pretty tough. I thought I was going to lose my daughter and she was going to die. And, and I was at a retreat, as a matter of fact. I went and drug myself to retreat. And even though I couldn't meditate, because I was always crying, um, I was there. And um, he got me through it. He never fails. He just hang on to his hand. I always pretend like I'm holding on to his hand and never let him go. And uh, look at this. <laughs> Here I am. And I have to thank him every day with so gratitude, with lots and lots of gratitude that I'm here living in this when I first moved here, I booked into a few people and told them uh, that I was new. And they go, well, welcome to paradise. <laughs> uh <-huh. Yeah. laughs> 
But we know our paradise is holding Guji's hand, isn't it? Yes, that's our paradise yeah, right here. Right here, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I even have a picture. I don't think you can see it right now, but uh, one time I went to girls' camp, and it was the theme we had to do with love and goo in your heart. And I have a picture of Guji with a little puppy on the side. Oh, yes. And when I, I think it was home, on a magazine cover not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. When I came home, that picture had a circle on his heart that was purple on the outside and yellow and white. It's really light colored. But I thought, oh, there must be a, a bug in there. I thought there was mold. And I opened it up and there was nothing. There was nothing to make that. But I just knew that was just Guruji sending me his love. And it's still there, and I still have that picture up on the wall. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I'm reminded that Guruji said about Rajasi Janakananda that he knew how to listen. And I, I, I'm listening to you, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, you were listening for Guruji for all these years since you've been on the path. You're listening for him. You're looking for him. You have this um, expectation that he's going to be there. You have that faith and that belief. And I think that's really important. You know, because a lot of devotees that I have known um, get into this I'm not worthy business. And mm -hmm. I'll never get there. And I have so far to go. And I'm not a good meditator. And I don't live the life. And, and it's all about I. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is I, 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 instead of you, you, you. So, thank you so much for sharing it with us. Jai Guru. Jai Guru. To be with you. friends, it's wonderful to hear these stories, isn't it? So, dear ones, please do share the podcast link with at least one other devotee and join us for the next episode where we will be meeting another uniquely devoted disciple of our beloved master, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. And if you would like entry to the private access pages where guest contact and other information is posted, just email to subscribe to the mailing list. The email address is subscribe at soulcallsinfinity.org. In closing, let us again listen to this quote of Master. Hundreds of thousands, not dozens merely, of Kriya yogis are needed to bring into manifestation the world of peace and plenty that awaits men when they have made the proper effort to re-establish their status as sons of the Divine Father. Until next time, let us join together in affirming 
it's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. Jai Guru Jai. In stillness deep, what what joy to be with you. Oh